kids, priorities, all of these things, how do we, how do we build our lives around these things? And maybe, I mean, the, the question about work, for example. Our, our decisions generally are made around work, how it is going to better our situation, generally. And now, listen, I'm not like, don't, don't throw the baby out of the bathwater in what I'm saying with these things. We need to be wise in these things. But often, our decisions are based on how am I going to better my situation. I'm going to take that job because I'm going to earn more. Or I'm going to take that job because it's going to better my situation. Is that actually the right way to be making decisions? Yes, maybe it's wisdom, and sometimes maybe. But is the Lord saying, because if our lives are truly submitted and yielded to him, truly be following him, we're going to first be asking him. We're not just going to be going, hey, yeah, that looks, like, that, that looks good. I'm, I want to do that. I mean, we, it's quite interesting. I'll get to that. Relationships. Does this relationship suit my desires? How often do we do that? Like, I do think attraction is important in a relationship, but how often do we make that the main thing? Like, rather actually, what has the Lord said? This is the person I'm giving you. The Bible does say a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. So, like, like I'm just, I'm, I'm going to probably poke a few things this morning and make, I hope I don't make anyone wobble too much, but I want you to think about these things because at the end of the day, you should be leaving here going, hang on a second, have I, am I asking the Lord? And then maybe how do you ask the Lord? Am I, am I living that life? Moving. Immigrating. Our country at the moment is in a flat spin. We've probably got less, we've probably got more power outages than what we do have power. And I know what that does in people's minds. The country's collapsing, we need to get out of here. So now, are we making decisions based on our circumstance? Or are we making situations based on what God is saying? Maybe, maybe the Lord is saying, hey, I want you to go. But how's it going to affect the kingdom, actually? How is that going to seek? Is that seeking first the kingdom? Because it's coming. It's, gonna, it's probably going to get worse. I mean, maybe it gets a bit better. I don't know. Great. I mean, we do live in a third world country. What do we expect? But <laughs> it's coming. The shaking is here. COVID did the same thing to us. Uh, the reality is, how do we make our decisions? Is it based in circumstance or is it based in kingdom? Kids. Do we have more? No one wants to hear this. Do we have more kids? Should we have kids? Do we not have kids? Are we, we go to the Bible and we say the Lord says kids and children are a blessing from the Lord. So obviously, hear the Lord. Hear the Lord. Hear him because anything done without faith actually is is not pleasing to the Lord. So even though I'm just pulling out a few examples here, big ones, shaking the cage. (laughs) And I hope it does because this is how we should live our lives always asking always seeking because that is a people priorities do we prioritize the kingdom things or things of the kingdom above everything else in our lives everything like next week's the gathering yeah we and god's added you to family you're part of family that's a big that's a big thing for us actually so like is everything in my life actually pointing towards that, going, hang on a second, here's a moment, here's a moment that to corporately together, the family that God's pl- planted me in, into and added me to, is going to come together, going to hear the Lord together, going to get direction together, 
or am I rather going to go camping? I would, I would, it's hard because I like camping. <laughs> but I know it's good. I know what putting the kingdom first looks like, actually. So sometimes it's not the easy choice. It's the right thing because I know where life lies. I know where life is. Do you understand? you understand what I'm saying? How, so go, go back to that job situation. I mean, any situation. How often do we, we pray like this? Lord, if I get this job, it's you. If I don't, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I do the same thing. I, like, I, I completely do. I full on do that. I get it. We live our lives on this kind of this open door, closed door policy. Like, okay, Lord, if you open the door, I'm going through it. Or if you close the door. Like, and, and what actually happens, what can happen, and I'm not saying the Lord doesn't open doors, but what can happen is that our lives look like we're just falling through doors the whole time. And wherever, whatever doors open is the one we're going through. And the reality is Satan can also open doors. Do you know that? I'm just, again, I'm just, I'm poking. Satan can open doors. He wanted to open doors for Jesus when he tempted him in the wilderness. He said, I'll give you all of this. It looked like a wide open door to me. <laughs> Promise, finance, riches, power. He'll do it. And it looks good. But is it the Lord? Not saying it's not the Lord, but ask. Is it the Lord? Because that's a people, that's a mark of a people that are following him. That's a mark of a people of a people that is said about them, and God is with them. That sometimes do the most ridiculous looking things because God asked it of them. Because they're obedient. They value obedience of anything. I know that open door statement's not lucky. But I've done it. I do it. Because the old Lord does speak like that too sometimes. He, I, I've thrown a fleece out. I'm like, Lord, please, I can't hear you any other way. I've asked. I've, I've got perspective. I've done all these things. I don't know. I don't know right now. This seems good to me. So I'm going to believe and trust that if you open this door, I'm, I'm going through it. There are no red flags. No one said anything. So, okay. And then he either opens the door and he closes it. And if he closes it, rejoice because you've heard the Lord. He saved you. Because you remain in his perfect will. And <laughs> you see, the thing is, we so, we so quickly want to get somewhere or something, we don't even stop to ask him. It's in us. We're just like grabbing people. We, it's, it's human nature. We're grabbing people. We want an outcome. We want a, a destination. We want a goal, a result. And it's so frustrating sometimes following the Lord because we actually don't always know where he's going, right? It's hard. We don't always know where he's going, because, and, but we want to know, so it becomes very frustrating. We are quite comfortable in knowing the outcome, but it's very uncomfortable sometimes just waiting, just resting in him. It often feels like, <laughs> it sometimes can feel like we're just waiting around. Can you imagine what the Israelites must have felt like in the desert? Following him. 40 years. They followed him. They must have got frustrated. Well, they did get frustrated, clearly. They grumbled and moaned and got punished and grumbled and moaned. And, like, it's just back and forth for 40 years. The Lord was doing something in them the whole time. It says why did he was forming a nation. And the, the reality is, what's God doing in us as we're on this journey? He's forming his son in you. <laughs> 
You see, our walk with God is not a destination. It's a journey. And so often we are so busy about looking for the outcome of what, is, of what we get through this journey, we actually can become dissatisfied, can hopeless, frustrated. And if we keep trying to look beyond what he's doing now for the outcome of what following him will get you, you're going to be looking until the day you die. Because heaven is that outcome, and it's actually on the other side of death. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying here? Like, if there's this constant, like, dissatisfaction in us, and un what's the word I'm looking at? Discontentment in us, that we keep on, like, and I think there's a holy expectation in us, which is a good thing, in a sense, but if there's discontentment in us, we're wanting something more, we're going to carry on looking until we die, because that is heaven. That's eternity with him. Makes, does it make sense? And we're going to miss what he's doing now. Because like with the Israelites, him forming himself and shaping or forming a nation, he's doing that in us. He's forming Jesus in us. And I, I did share about that a little while ago. I preached on, on, on him shaping us and shaping his son and forming his son in us. And I, I truly believe that when we're in this place of contentment and rest in him, we're actually going to see the power of God move in us. Then we will be a people that is, that is said of us that God is with them. We'll see miracles, signs, and wonders. We'll see the power of God breaking out over us. I, be, I believe it with all my heart. If we can find contentment in God, we can find contentment on the journey that he's got us in. And knowing that our hope is in him, we're going to see God breaking out amongst us. There's that scripture in James, and maybe James 4, 13 to 15. So maybe just to confirm what I'm saying in scripture, it says this. It says, come now, you say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a place and a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to be saying, if the Lord wills it, we will live and do this or that. And, and that, is, that is what we do. I do it too. We, we make plans. Man makes plans. And God directs our steps. Is that Proverbs? Proverbs huh? But we love to make plans. We love to have outcomes. We love to have our... Five point, what, five year plan? Ten, like, is God in that? Because often he's not. I'm not saying he's not. So guys, don't, don't like, I'm not hitting these things, but I'm hoping that I'm scratching and stirring in us of people that are hungry to hear and to seek the Lord first in these things. You see, in order to, fo in order to follow him, that thing I said just now, the first thing is we need to be fully persuaded fully convinced that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that he is our hope, and that he's got it. There's a, there's a scripture in 1 Kings, and this is Solomon actually dedicating, I think it's when he dedicates the temple, um, and it's the prayer, the benediction that he does, and he ends it with this in 1 Kings 8, verse 61, um, and this is the, we don't have this, this version, I just, I like this, it's the Berean 
study guide, it says, so let your heart be fully devoted to the Lord, or our God. Fully devoted. Fully devoted to the Lord, our God. As it is this day, to walk in His statutes and keep His commandments. There's something, there's this principle that runs right throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament, fully devoted, fully devoted. And you may be like, you go, you may be asking, but why, why should I be fully devoted? And it's a good question. Why should we be fully devoted? Can anyone answer that question? Maybe no, no one answered. But the, the truth is because Jesus was fully devoted to us. Jesus was fully devoted to us. There's a, there's a story like, what's the difference between devotion and, and um, being involved in something? You know. So, you know, in a, in, a, in a breakfast, a bacon and egg breakfast, the pig is devoted. The chicken is involved. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. I've been spending too much time with Mike Davies. <laughs> You understand that though? Bacon comes, he gave his life. It's actually Jesus was so devoted to us that he gave his life. I'm not comparing him to a pig, but <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You know, understand what I'm saying here? There's a difference between devotion and involvement. And Jesus was so devoted to us, actually, and to seeing us come through and to, to the Lord that he gave himself unto life, unto death on the cross. We've got to ask ourselves, are we devoted? Are we a devoted people? And that actually just maybe right there, so maybe, I don't know everybody here this morning, that is the story, that's the gospel then. We were singing about the gospel, Brian shared the gospel, um, um, Colin shared the gospel, but that is the gospel that Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that you can have eternal life with God. He rose again on the third day, died and he rose again on the third day. And the only way to the Father is through Jesus. He says, no one will come to the Father except through me. And if you're here this morning sitting here, you've never been to church before, you don't know Jesus, you haven't got a relationship with him, he's stretching out his hand to you and he's, he's saying, I want to have a relationship with you. I want you to follow me. I want you to walk in everything that I have for you, this incredible blessing actually. And he's doing that right now, through my words. He's extending that invitation to you. And we'll come back to this later, and you might have an you'll have an opportunity to respond. But the Bible says, confess with your tongue, confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart. So if you believe that he died on the cross, you believe that this is the way, you will be saved. And I want to give you an opportunity later, maybe just to respond to that. That's for you, for somebody out here that's never been here before, may never heard the gospel. There's an opportunity, we never want to let that go by. There's an opportunity to respond to the call of Jesus on your life this morning, so that you can be added to this family, that you can walk in that. The gospel. It's always, it's got to be, it's always got to come back to Jesus. It's always got to be, we've got to be pointing, pointing people to Jesus. We've got to be coming back to the truth. Because if we're missing that, hey, then we just become, we're just a club. We're just a club. So guys, waiting, waiting, waiting means trusting, means having faith, it means cultivating an expectation in us, it means fanning a fire, the desire in us, 
And that's what we have to do sometimes when we wait on the Lord, when we're not sure where he's going or what he's doing. Instead of just looking for that, that outcome, that goal, we've got to sit in him, we've got to wait in him. How does that look? We pray. Sometimes we fast. We, we ask him to come and stir that desire in us. And I'm trusting that us as a people, we allow him to do that in us. We ask, that's our prayer, Lord, come and stir the desire in our heart. Come and stir and grow an expectation in us. Because when we come to, when we come to meeting with an expectation in our heart, we don't just fall in and out of meetings because that's what people do. There's a big difference between coming with an with a, with a, uh, expectation on your heart because there's conviction. Because there's, I'm being persuaded, I'm convinced, I know that this is true. Whereas instead I come because everybody else comes and I go to church on a Sunday because that's what people do. And we've, again, we've got the gathering coming up on Sunday. Oh, yes, I keep on getting it wrong on the 28th, Saturday. We can go to that meeting just because I said it's an important meeting and we want to go. And I want you to go. We can go because everybody else is going. Or we can go with this expectation that God's going to speak to us. And not only to us, he's going to speak to our brothers and sisters. He's going to speak to us as a body, corporately. He may not put his finger on something directly into your life, and you might not have this wow revelation moment, but just to look around and see what God's doing in everyone else's life should build your faith, because you're also on that journey with him. We're one. Father, let them be one as you and I are one. We're one. Jesus prays that prayer. He wasn't joking when he prayed that prayer. He was being serious. Father, let them be one. So if something happens to Jeff or something happens to Bridget, I rejoice in it as if it's happening to me. When one part suffers, we all suffer. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. So there's something of us coming with an expectation. Sorry, I went blank, blank for a second. <laughs> coming with an expectation. And I want to I actually challenge us. I want to ask us. That going into this, into this time, going into these next couple of days, to, to ask the Lord, to pray. Some of us may, maybe need to fast. Spend time trusting the Lord that he's going to speak to us at that meeting, actually. That he's going to give us direction. Because actually, when we understand that, that the Lord speaks through times like that, that he speaks through his gifts, that, he, that together we're a family, that, again, like I said earlier, is actually seeking the kingdom first. You're prioritizing things of the kingdom. It's a principle. It doesn't mean that going to that meeting, you're ticking a box and you're going to get a naughty badge. No. <laughs> it means you've you positioned your heart and you understand the principles of the kingdom. And when we live by the principles of the kingdom, we live a kingdom-focused life. Amen? So, just maybe a couple of tips. <clears throat> tips. I don't like that word, tips. <laughs> See, when we're seeking the Lord, so when we, how are we looking and listening for what God says and He speaks? All right, we're fully devoted to Him, and we're fully persuaded. We got We got But how, how do we do that? How do we? How do we hear Him together? And maybe just. Quickly, three things how we hear him. So first of all, seek, the di seek direction in the kingdom first. We'll give you direction in other things. Always ask the question, how will the kingdom be affected by my decisions? That's a good question to ask. That is a very good question to ask. If the Lord has added you, if you're a living stone, 
You know that the Bible says we're living stones. You see these bricks here? Imagine that's more like a stone. <laughs> one, each of you guys are one of those things in the spirit. And the Lord adds and builds us into family. Some of us are bricks. Some of us have more roles that support other bricks as well. There's a lintel over there. I've preached on that too before in the past. But you need to ask yourself, Lord, what if, if I remove myself from this building, what's going to happen? How is the kingdom going to be affected by what I'm doing? And I, I was actually having a conversation. I was having a conversation with my brother who was visiting from America. Um, this, they came down from the holidays, and I haven't seen him I haven't seen him in six years. His youngest child, youngest son, Zach, I've, I've never met him. It was the first time I got to meet him. And uh, so he's been out the country 25 years, I think. He's been out more than he's been in. <laughs> he's got a family, um, but we don't get to see much of them. And I miss them terribly, actually. Like spending time with them over these last few weeks has actually made me realize how much I miss them. And I was like, obviously, the natural, the natural question, and that's just, don't you guys want to come back? Don't you guys want to come home? I mean, what have you got there? Like, who's got a really good job? Eh? Electricity. <laughs> the reality is, he's so busy in work, and that he does, the lifestyle here is completely different. He's actually going, oh my goodness, South Africa's incredible. He, we don't have there what you have here. He lives in Seattle. He's got a good job. But it's, it's, everything is work. And he's a kingdom guy. He's part of a church. They're very involved in their church. They lead, leads worship. He actually went over originally on a church plant. So he loves Jesus. And my natural instinct is to say, hey, come and come. Don't you guys want to come home? Like, we miss you guys. And it's hard for them because there's like this hard pull, actually. And I walked away from that conversation. I was actually very... I almost stopped myself mid-conversation, stopped asking him. Because the question I should be asking to him, or should be asking, is how, if I convince him to move home, is it going to affect the body that he's part of? Because actually, that is a bigger and more important thing than my feelings and what I want. This is the kingdom. They are playing a vital role in that little congregation they're part of. His wife heads up kids' church. He leads worship. Like they are, they're not just, they pill they pillars, they lintels. If they get removed from that, if I convince them otherwise, what will it do to that body actually? They will suffer. And I just, that's, it sucked. It sucked thinking about that because I would love to see them here, but I just realized I probably can't be asking. I probably shouldn't be nagging him because I could probably twist his arm, like, I don't know. Margo's like, no, there's no ways. <laughs> he can't twist his arm. But I could, I could put that on him. But the question I should be asking is, what is the most important thing in the kingdom? And every single one of us should be asking ourselves, how will my decisions be, will affect the kingdom? If I, move, if I leave this place, if I don't come, if I don't share the God, like, how will it be, affect the kingdom? I've already touched on corporate direction, shared about the gathering and the importance of those things, actually, because the Lord does speak corporately, He speaks through people. And then maybe the third one, accountability and perspective. How many of us ask, genuinely ask? Now, you must know when you ask somebody something, you've got to be prepared 
to go against what you want because they think something else. <laughs> Is that, did you understand what I just said? <laughs> if, if you ask an opinion of somebody and they disagree with what your desire is, are you willing to actually go with what they say? Or are you just going to shrug it off and do what you want anyway? It's, a, it's, quite a, it's quite difficult, that, actually. I remember we got into a situation once. We, we, we always try, like to put this in practice, big decisions. We phone two or three people, or, um, like a boat, you know, couple of people uh, get their perspective. And um, I remember Margot saying to me, um, we phoned my brother for something, and he said, he said something. He said, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, I want to, though. <laughs> and Margot said, well, what good is it that we ask if we're going to do it anyway? And I just realized, like, <laughs> the light went on. I was like, this and I'm not saying it's always like that. But the light went on and the Lord spoke to me and he said, Ross, he's right, you're wrong, stop it. <laughs> and there was, uh, that is submission, that is allowing people into our lives. But how many of us actually ask? How many of us ask other people, should we have more kids, what do you think? Very personal question, but how many of us ask those questions? We asked that question, didn't like the answer, also. But what's something that stuck out from me, when I asked that question, this person said to me, Ross, have you heard the Lord? And I was like, oh, no, I haven't. Been kind of sitting on the fence with this. I like kids. Margot likes kids. Okay, let's carry on trying for more kids. But he said to me, have you heard the Lord? I was like, no, I haven't. She said, well, don't move until you've heard the Lord. And I was like, oof, you're right. I haven't heard the Lord again, so that's why we don't have more kids. <laughs> I was a little relieved. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> I love my kids. They're awesome. But yeah, yeah, like these are very personal things we're letting people into our lives with these things. And when we put these things on the table, we've got to be ready, ready to wrestle them through. Or do we, do we inform people that we're doing something? Or do we really ask? Oh, listen, um, we're moving. Oh, cool. What? Just letting you know. Okay. Actually, you've taken my right. You've, well, no, I don't have a right, but you've taken... I, I can't not be unhappy for you because you've made a decision. So now what do I do? Like, if I, if I don't feel it's the Lord, I'm going to have to feel very strongly that it's not the Lord to say, listen, I don't know if this is a good idea. And I will do that if I feel it's the Lord. But this is our part we play in all of each other's lives. So don't go, come in so strong. Come in like this. Hey, we're feeling that maybe the Lord is leading us somewhere else, or this is an opportunity that's coming up, will you guys pray about it, and let us know what you think, and obviously, if the Lord speaks to you directly, then great, because faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of the Lord, and we obey the Lord, so often, often this happens, I don't hear the Lord, I don't have any faith, it's like, great, go, but if I hear the Lord, I'm going to have got to have a responsibility towards him, and this is how we are a people that follow the Lord, as he shapes his son in us. Make sense? Is it making sense? So. Where are we at? Are we that people? Are we a people that the Lord says, God is with me? And I hope, I hope, 
maybe as I've been sharing, just some of these things, because I'm not saying we're not that. I'm wanting to remind us. It's a good, great time just to remind us of these things as we start the year. Great time to recalibrate our hearts, reposition ourselves to seek first the kingdom. This is how we do church together. This is how we do family together. This is how we do life together in the kingdom, seeking first the kingdom, seeking Jesus as we follow him.